Welcome to the Creating Your Beautiful Life podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. I'm an invisible illness warrior, kidney transplant recipient, mom to four, and life coach for people who have gone through incredible health challenges. On this podcast, I teach you how to move forward from difficulty and disappointment into joy and abundance as you take charge of creating your own beautiful life. Today is Friday when I'm recording this, and I just finished teaching a self-care society class with uh, Danica Breisha. It's honestly one of the best communities on the internet that I've ever found. So if you want to join Self-Care Society, I will leave uh, an affiliate link down below where you can join and participate in their 30-minute self-care classes that they have Monday through Friday. It's an incredible community. All right. So that's part of why I'm so excited and happy today because I got to talk to them all about growth and how it is safe to grow. And from that, I thought that this would be such a good topic after talking about growth today to talk about one of the things that gets in the way of you being able to grow. And it's this sneaky little thought that my clients tell me, my friends tell me, I have been guilty of thinking this thought before. And this sneaky little thought is, well, it's just so hard. Have you found yourself thinking this before? It's too hard to change. It's too hard to, to do something new. Or you may even have an awareness of, well, if I just did this, then I know that my life would be better. But it's just so hard. You know, it's hard. So I'm going to talk to you about the reasons why it's hard, how to fix it, and give you some little examples along the way. Um, this first happened when I really, really recognized that I was falling into the trap of it's so hard. Um, about six months ago, and I had a fellow life coach actually call me up right after a mastermind I was on because I was feeling like my business is so hard. Taking care of my kids is hard. Taking care of my body is hard. All of these things are so hard. And she called me up and uh, she's so sweet. Her name is Michelle Fournier. She's incredible. She told me, Shelby, why are you making it so hard? Why does it have to be so hard? And in the moment, it did not feel good that she told me that, but I could recognize that I was creating what was happening in my situation. That was what my awareness level was at that moment. And yes, it really did feel hard and I felt defeated and deflated with whatever situations were happening. I can't even remember exactly what it was that was happening, um, but it started me on this path of deciding how do I create ease in my body, in my life, with my business, with my children, with my relationships. Because, I mean, I've been in business with my life coaching business for about two years now. And isn't that amazing? I I just like have to pinch myself that this is my profession and I get to do this. It's so amazing. I've been doing it for two years, so it's not that long, but it is a little bit. And so um Part of me healing my relationship with my body was doing things that got me out of my comfort zone to help to grow me and having um, living into my purpose. In fact, when I was first diagnosed with kidney disease, that was the very first worry that came up for me. Um, I thought, I might not be able to live into my true life's potential and my life's purpose. And now I get to do that every day. 
And so I, like I said, I just pinched myself, but I needed, I didn't need, I correcting myself. I wanted to create a vocation for myself that was healthy for everybody in my life, but more importantly, healthy for me and helping me to be able to heal because my relationship with my body was not great. And that's what I love helping other women to develop is better relationships with your body so that you can go after those goals and those dreams and those aspirations that are your God-given desires. Okay, so we're going to talk about what gets in the way of that. So the first thing that happens, one of the reasons why it's hard is because you might be doing the wrong thing, okay? Um, I want to tell you a little bit about um, last year I was working with a coach about learning how to unlearn the pain that I felt when I was running. I've had chronic pain in my hip since I was 14 years old, so for 25 years. And what I've learned about um, the neuroscience behind pain and all of the most recent um, pain research, which is so incredible, is that um, pain happens, pain is created in your brain. We have neutral sensations in our bodies and our brain gets the interpretation, gets the sensation. And then if your brain is in a fear state, fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, will determine if it will send pain to that area. The sensation happens first, brain interprets, and then brain, depending on what nervous system state you're in, if you are in fight or flight, freeze, or fawn, it will send pain to that area. Now, this is good because you want to feel pain when something is dangerous to keep you from continuing to injure something. The problem with my with what had happened with me was that I was not injured, but my body had memorized the sensation of pain, um, the reaction of pain to a neutral sensation. So I was trying to do the wrong thing at the beginning of learning how to unlearn my pain by trying to make my fear go away. And that was really hard. I was just like, okay, so the answer is if I just never feel fear again, then I'll never be in pain again. And then I can run as much as I want to. That made it really hard because we were supposed to experience fear. We're supposed to experience pain, emotional and physical pain. And I was focused on the wrong thing. And that's why it was so hard for me. When I started to learn a new skill of how to relate to pain and how to relate to fear and to not be afraid of feeling fear, (laughs) to let my body be a safe place to experience both physical and emotional sensations, that's when I started to recognize that I didn't need the fear to go away. All I needed was to allow my body to be a safe place to experience any emotion. The moment that I was willing to experience all emotions, that's when the pain just fizzled out for me. In fact, it happened in the middle of my triathlon at the Cleveland Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last year um, in the summertime. It was in August. I was at the top of a hill looking down on one of the Great Lakes. I can't remember which one it is. Um, And I was coming to the last downhill portion of the run. And I started to feel some pain in my legs, in my ankle, in my hip. And that was the point where I realized, go ahead, 
Like I'm willing to feel all of this. Like if I need to feel pain right now, I'm going to feel pain and I'm not going to worry about it. And I really was all in on that. And the pain just disappeared because I wasn't afraid of it anymore. So whatever you're trying to do might be really hard because you're just trying to do the wrong thing. You're trying to get rid of something that's actually healthy for you. Getting rid of fear is not something that I want to do. I want to feel fear because it serves me and protects me in a lot of ways too. Fear is not the enemy. It's me being resistant to it. That was what was making it so challenging and so hard. Okay. Number two reason it might be so hard is that you're using the wrong fuel for your actions. And what do I mean by this? In the self-coaching model, it talks about how your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings drive your actions. Your feelings and your emotions are literally the fuel that is the source for any action that you take. Every single thing that you do or don't do in your life is because of the way that you are feeling, the emotion that you are experiencing. So um, let's see. I have a little, I have a story here (laughs) about that. So thinking about this fuel, if you have, let's say you have a new goal um, coming up for January for the new year and you find yourself, maybe your goal is to eat a little bit healthier. It'd be great. If you're finding it very hard, look at what emotion you are fueling those actions that you want to be taking. What are you believing? Because the thought creates the emotion. If you feel like you're experiencing a lot of frustration over this new goal of eating healthier, what are you believing? Are you believing this is hard? That might be causing some frustration for you. Or are you open to some possibilities? Because if you are thinking thoughts that create ease, that emotion of ease in your body, then your actions become easier. I know it's so simple, but it's it's really easy to pass by this one so quickly because when you are believing things like there's a thousand ways for me to be able to figure this out or um, eating healthy is really easy for me. I'm the type of person who eats healthy food Um, I have healthy systems in order to create healthy meals for myself. Whatever, whatever fuel, I mean, whatever thoughts are realistic and believable for you, if that creates ease for you, you're going to see in your action line, all of the ways that you can create really simple, easy ways to eat healthier. I'll give you an example for mine. I used to do a salad swap when we lived um, in Michigan and it was so lovely because lunch was made three times a week and I didn't really have to think about it except for when it was my time to make the salads. And so this year I asked a couple of friends who said, hey, I used to do this. Do you want to do a salad swap? And I've had my girlfriends drop by lunch twice this week. So maybe it's really easy, but be on to yourself about what you're believing about the new thing that you want to add and incorporate into your life is what you're thinking causing frustration or is what you're thinking causing you to have ease and possibilities and answers and opportunities. Okay. Number three reason why it might just be so hard is you don't believe it's possible. 
My story for this one is goes back five years ago with my kidney transplant. I remember getting coached with, um, by my life coach, Jody Moore, and just telling her all of the odds that were stacked against me for getting a kidney transplant. I said that um, because of my pregnancies, I had so many antibodies built up. I said, I told her, I was like, I'm 99% sensitized, meaning that I will reject 99% of the population's kidneys. It's a needle in a haystack to be able to find a match for me. And I remember her telling me, you don't need a hundred kidneys. You need one. Because in that moment, it felt so hard to me because I did not believe that it was possible for me to find somebody that would be a match for my kidney. And I was in total denial thinking, I can just live like this forever. It's fine to be in kidney failure. It's not a big deal. Part of that is because I wasn't on dialysis yet, but I was really close to it. They were starting to talk about getting, um, about doing a graft surgery for me. And as I recognized that Jody was right, I really was believing that it wasn't possible because of all of the things that people had told me. So if you think that there's something that you're trying to create or do or achieve any of that, check yourself. Ask yourself, do I really think this is possible? Because if you don't think it's possible, let me tell you what's going to happen. You will try to do a thousand different things and try to prove yourself right and be like, see, I did this and I did this and I did this and it was not possible. Do you want to be right about that? <laughs> okay. Um, so let's talk about what we can do to solve this. How do we fix this? Okay. So I gave you the three things that get in the way and that make it hard. Number one, you might be trying to do the wrong thing. Number two, you're using a fuel that is not efficient for you. And number three, you don't believe that the thing you're trying to do is actually possible. And you're trying to prove yourself right. <laughs> okay. So how to fix it. First one, check in with you about your why. Why do you want to do this new thing? Are you coming from a clean place? I'll give you an example. Um, for, uh, for my religious background, we talk a lot about having peace at your home and creating a beautiful, loving atmosphere and I love that. I love that aspiration. I think it's great. And I think a lot of women that I coach want to have a lot of peace in their homes. But why are they doing it? And why are you doing it? Check where you're coming from. Are you doing it because that's what you're supposed to do? That's what other people expect of you? That's what a home's supposed to look like. It's supposed to be peaceful and everybody love each other and there's no fighting and everybody picks up. Because that doesn't seem like a really fun place to be coming from. So doesn't mean that you need to change what you want. You can still want to have peace at home, like create a peaceful home. But come at it from why, what is my true desire about this? Why do I really desire this? And it could be, it could be any number of things. But my favorite is always because I want to. And I don't really need a whole lot of other reasons other than that's my desire 
And I just want that. I don't justify it. I don't look to other people and be like, well, they think that I should do that. So I should do that. It seems like a good idea. I've got their permission so I can go forward. Nope. I want to is a good enough reason. And it's a really actually clean place to come at it, to come at any new goal from it. One of my goals in the future is to run at either the transplant games or the world transplant games. And I used to want to do this. I used to write this on a, in a journal every day. Like I win the, the transplant games triathlon. Um, and I think that at that time I was writing that because I, I felt like I had something to prove something about my worth, which <laughs> I keep showing my necklace, but my sister, if you're on the channel, you can see this. I have the, a gold bar necklace and on it, it says I am worthy. One of my sisters gave this to me a couple years ago and I wear it almost every day. Um, I wasn't checked into my worthiness and my deservingness and my under and the understanding of that worthiness. And so I felt like I had something to prove in that because if I could do that, then I could be healthy and I could show people that I was healthy and I could prove to myself that I was healthy. And I was making it really hard. <laughs> Can you see the pattern here? But when I checked in with myself about the, the goal now about doing that, about running the triathlon for the transplant games, whether it's the world's or um, the U.S. transplant games, I just want to for the joy and the fun of it now. Like my worth is set and it doesn't change with the place that I would take or how long or how short I would take. It just fills me with joy to think about doing something like that. So check where you're coming from. Check in with your why and just keep connecting back to your why. When things get hard, find a why from your clean place. It's not about anybody else's expectations and key into that because that always creates ease. Okay. Number two check fix <laughs> is check in with your emotional fuel and your mindset. Okay. I'm going to share some of my favorite current thoughts that I use, um, especially for my business. One of the reasons that I started my business was because I had seen such amazing results with life coaching that my relationships were great. My health and my body was great. Um, I'm like, what other parts of my life? I'm like, travel, like all of these things that I loved in my life, I was creating and they had gotten exponentially better with my, um, with life coaching. And I was ready for the next challenge. And for me, the next challenge was my kids are getting older and I really feel called and led to create a business. And I was open to whatever business it could be. Um, it could have been, I, I'm like, I, I've already had two failed businesses for all of th those of you that are like, oh, she's, you know, doing so good. I'm like, I had a sewing business with my sister years ago, decades ago, no decade, not decades. I'm not that old. <laughs> Actually, maybe I am. Anyway, I had a sewing business. Um, I had a speech therapy business. I wanted to do speech therapy in people's homes for toddlers and COVID hit. And I feel like maybe that's not the safest place for me to be being immunocompromised. So I, I pivoted two failed businesses, but I knew I was open to whatever um, business was going to come because I knew that was my next opportunity for growth. And so I want to share some of the thoughts that are my favorite ones to help with my emotional fuel and my mindset. 
when I have my mind in the right place with the thoughts that I'm believing and practicing over and over again, it creates an incredible fuel that helps to propel me forward in my big goals, which right now my business is one of my big goals and I love it. So um, here's one of them is I'm the best me, not anybody else. I'm not my past. I'm not my future. I'm the best me right now. Um, number two thought, I'm supposed to suck at this. It's called learning. Number three, I'm allowed to enjoy my skill level at this moment. And none of this has anything to do with my worth. And then the last one on, on this sticky note, I have so many, so many thoughts. I can give you lots of them. But one of them was, the last one is, I'm ready for abundance today and every day. When I check in and get my mindset in that way, it becomes really simple to do amazing things like create free videos for you and free podcasts for you. Okay, last thing. And this is uh, what I've learned from my mentor, Brooke, Brooke Castillo. And she says that successful women know that it's their responsibility to teach yourself what is possible. I'm constantly teaching myself what is possible. Last year, I did not think at this time of year in January that I would be able to run, get on my treadmill and run two miles with zero pain. My mind is blown the power of coaching that has created that result for me. I've also taught myself what's possible with, um, I, you can see like with the transplant, I, I did actually didn't finish that story. Um, right after I had that coaching with Jody, where she's like, you just need one was when I was like, you know what? Jody's right. It is possible for me to get a kidney transplant. And so I took that little hope and that teaching myself what was possible. I didn't even know what I was doing back then because that was back in 2018. And I created a Facebook post and I started sharing and started actually asking people to get tested to be a donor for me because I hadn't been willing to do that because I was too scared. <laughs> yes, fear pay, plays a big part in all of this. It's hard is feeling scared. And People started to share it and some people stepped forward to get tested. But the really cool thing was that even though I'd been on the transplant list for years, within a couple of weeks of me deciding, okay, I'm ready to get tested, to, ha to ask for support for people to get tested, two weeks later, I got a phone call that a deceased donor had been identified for me. I was living in Michigan and the donor was from California and I'd gotten popped to the top of the list because I was so sensitized because it was such a difficult match. And the doctors told me, they said, if you don't take this kidney, it might be another 10 years before we'd find you a match. I didn't need a hundred kidneys. I just needed one. And I just needed to teach myself that that was possible, that healing from that transplant was possible. And that's what I'm teaching myself all the time. I'm teaching myself what is possible for me in this business endeavor that still is, I've been in business for two years, but it's still new to me. I'm still feeling like I'm learning something new every single year and I am blowing my own mind with my results. Like it's so fun to live in this state of transformation of, okay, 
if I just decide that I want to do this and it's in line with my desires and it's in line with what of how I feel is in line with what God is wanting for me and what's good for other people and for myself, it's totally possible. I looked at my um, my planner, my passion planner last from last year. I looked at all of the areas of my life where I had written down um, intentions for this upcoming year, for 2022. And as I looked at that, I was so disappointed in myself that I had not written more things because almost every single one of those things that I had written down had come to fruition this year or I had made progress on it. There was a few handful of things that got moved over to 2023, but I was blown away. And for 2023, I was like, I got to write more stuff because I'm blowing my own mind with the things that I didn't know were possible that I just decided I wanted. I wrote it down. I made an intention and I worked towards those things and I taught myself was possible. And that's the beauty of expansion and growth. It shows you over and over again what is possible. One of my favorite quotes that is a, um, <laughs> what am I saying? It's like a mantra for me. It's a, it's a guiding affirmation for me this year. It comes from the Talmud and I might butcher it a little bit, but it says, beside every blade of grass is an angel kneeling beside it, whispering, grow, grow. And that is my invitation to you. Take this year to grow. Take this year to let go of thinking this is too hard and I can't do this and change is so hard. Check in with yourself. What is your why? Why do you actually want this? Really look at your mindset. If you don't have a coach, I will be your coach. But you need somebody to be looking at what's going on in your brain so that you can be using the proper fuel to create the results that you want and teach yourself what's possible. If you are unfamiliar with teaching yourself what's possible, I will teach you what is possible. I'll teach you how to dream about what's possible. It's one of my very favorite things that I do with my clients. All right. I hope that everybody has an incredible rest of your week. And don't forget on Monday, I teach my energy creation class. It's for 30 minutes and we talk about topics like this and you get in-depth um, journaling prompts to be able to really make some mini transformations. The coaching is where the real transformations happen, but you can get a little mini dose um, live on Mondays. It's at 1130 a.m. Uh, Eastern time. What does that make it? 830 a.m. Pacific time. All right. I'll see you later. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Are you feeling low energy these days? It might be time for you to hop onto the Monday morning creating energy class. It's at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 8.30 a.m. Pacific Time on Zoom. Click in the show notes and you can get your very own personalized link to the Zoom class and meet us there for a definite shift in your energy and what you're bringing to this next upcoming week. See you at class. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating beauty wherever you go.